What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 100.1. And we are continuing our playthrough of The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And so, yeah, we uh, we finished up the first three dungeons of this game. Uh, we got the three... Uh, gems uh, that allow us to open up a special area in the Temple of Time uh, before making it to the Temple of Time. Of course, uh, we did get the cutscene, which I screwed up last week. Um, I said the wrong thing. Uh, How about about who she was riding out with? Yes, I said riding yeah. out with Ganondorf. She was not kidnapped by Ganondorf, but rather she was being uh, escorted out by Impa, which is her bodyguard, who is being chased by Ganondorf. And uh, Ganondorf uh, asked Link, do you see a, see another horse drive through here with a, <laughs> with a woman and a little girl on it? And Link, being the silent protagonist that he is, says, just stands there and stares at him. Uh, so he uh, knocks Link down and rides off. Uh, we then go collect the Ocarina of Time. Uh, that uh, Princess Zelda had thrown from the horse. And we go to the uh, the Temple of Time. Uh, we insert those three gems into the pedestal there and play the Song of Time. Right? Or no? Yes, we play the Song of Time. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, it opens up a secret area, which leads to an opening where there is a sword encased in stone. Much like seems like an iconic image. Yeah, I've seen swords in stones before. Yeah, much like uh, much like um, King Arthur and Excalibur. Uh, this is the Master Sword. Master Sword's been in. A ton of Zelda games. It is the iconic sword uh, that Link uses on his adventures. Uh, and uh, when pulling the sword from its pedestal, uh, we are transported to the Chamber of Time, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, within the Temple of Time, opening the Door of Time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in this area, uh, we are greeted by a sage who tells us, um, Hey, uh, this place is uh, protected uh, by the Triforce. Um, it's hidden away. And um, this was the only safe place that we could keep you. Also, uh, well, it's been seven years. Uh, and Link examines himself, and he is now an adult. Uh, so I, I, I don't know how old Link was. I want to say Link was probably 10 or 11. And now, yeah, that was, that was my guess. Now he's like 17 or 18, so he's like a, a late teen and uh, they're saying, yeah, uh, you weren't ready to take on Ganondorf. Uh, you were too young. So we kept you here in this chamber for seven years. 
You are now an older uh, person who can now handle taking on Ganondorf. And, Although uh, maybe if I'd been training for seven years, I I might also have more skills to take on Ganondorf. True, this is very true. Um, so the uh, the sage uh, tells us that uh, we need to go find out the other sages. Uh, in fact, there is five other sages that we need to get in contact with. Uh, one for the forest, one for the mountains, one for the lake. One for the uh, desert, and then one for I don't know where, I can't remember. But it's basically the forest, the fire, the water, the light, and the shadow temples. Basically. And we need to uh, awaken the sages' powers so that we can combine them together. So that we can use that power to defeat Ganondorf. Because a lot of things have happened in the past seven years. And Matt, you kind of alluded to it last week. Uh, You kind of hit the nail on the head. So we don't go back in time. We go forward in time. And when we get to forward in time, we realize that Ganondorf has actually won. He is basically taken over. Like a Sea of Cain outcome. Yeah, he has taken over Hyrule. And... Uh, it's, it's a pretty bad place to be in. <laughs> uh, the first thing you'll notice is everything is dark. Everything looks very depressing. Yeah, instead of people dancing, you've got zombies. <laughs> you've got, uh, the re-dead running around, uh, the marketplace. Uh, the bridge, the drawbridge is broken completely. <laughs> Yet, for some reason, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just kind of walk over it. Yep. Uh, and they tell us, well, uh, the first thing we should probably do is go check out uh, Kakariko Village. Uh, that's one of the kind of the last safe havens. Um, and so that's where I head. I head to uh, Kakariko Village. Uh, yeah, I wanted to start doing some side missions here, but I ran into some issues because I apparently had to do some things as a child that I assume I'll be able to go back and do but could not at the moment like what like like I was I wanted to get the horse okay Pona Pona um but apparently I needed to talk to the girl in the the horse pen beforehand because now when I went back the gate was locked shut maybe it was a time of day thing I don't know maybe I just didn't um if you go during I don't know if you go during the day I know how to get the horse um how, how did you pronounce the horse's name Epona Epona uh so when I was a kid I remember getting into a heated argument <laughs> with another kid in my class uh, because I, I apparently pronounced the horse's name wrong. I called it Epona as well. And he said, no, it's Epona. Epona? Yeah. Hmm. I still don't know how to pronounce this horse's name. I still call it Epona. I was kind of somewhere in the middle. I, I think my emphasis was on the pone rather than the E. 
Epona. So like Epona? Epona. No, I don't know. Epona. Epona. Insurance. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say I, um, I did not get the horse either. And it's not from a lack of trying. I have not rage quit a video game in a while. <laughs> Holy crap did I get pissed off at my 3DS. So <laughs> it's hard too cuz I think it could be easy to throw. Well yeah yeah. So uh, I what I did was I I was leaning back in in my chair and I was holding holding it up and I just kind of threw it into my lap. It's like Jesus Christ. I did actually just in general have some minor issues with the 3DS. How so? It's not very comfortable to hold. No. For a long period of time, I definitely had a little bit of a death claw hand going on. And also the, the way like the the top screen is a little bit floppy from the bottom screen. Yes. Or from the, from the base that you're holding. So a combination between that being a little floppy my needing to aim it kind of precisely at, at some points, like when you're using the hook shot, and then, and then also just the fact that my thumb kept slipping off the little movement disc. Yep. Like I, I was trying to play it while leaning back, and those three things were exacerbated to the point that where it was just difficult. I had to. I had to, like, train myself that I can't play this game while sitting in a comfortable position. I have to be leaned forward so that <laughs> the, the gravity holds the screen open just a little bit more. Uh, I don't, like, it It doesn't rest against my thumb as much. It rests more against the back of my hands. And I, I feel like for many games that doesn't matter. But for this game, due to the precision needed and, you know, some of the, the controls and stuff... I, I really had to change the way I held the game and the way I sat on my couch to play it. So, what what 3DS are you playing? The new 3DS? The new 2DS XL. Okay. So, I'm playing on the standard 3DS. Not the XL, nothing like that. So, it's a little small oh. thing. Yeah. I have it in my hand right now. So, when trying to Z-target something, holding up your shield... Moving and holding and pushing buttons, that is like some freaking finger gymnastics yeah. <laughs> that I cannot pull off sometimes. And I feel like I'm just like, I'm going to break this 3DS the way I'm holding it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's definitely, it's challenging to say the least. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like game breaking, but it was like, I had to take notice of it multiple times while playing. Like I had to just reposition myself intentionally. Yeah, I could just be comfortable playing. Yeah, that's it's ooh man, but uh, yeah, I, I rage quit during the um, trying to get uh, the horse <laughs> because you have to win a race. You can't just win a ra- all right. So you can't just win a race against this guy. You have to win two races. The first race easy and it's betting i'll bet you i can't remember like 30 or 40 rupees that i can beat you in a race you win right so you pay the money to do the race you win this one and he says all right i'll let you keep the horse if you race me and beat me again 
the second time, I can't beat this guy. I tried like five <laughs> times. And then I ran out of rupees because you don't get your rupees back. Uh, yeah. You, you don't. If you lose, you don't just replace the second. You don't replay the second race. No, you have to do uh, the second. <laughs> you have to do the first race again. So I'm constantly losing money to this guy, this grifter, and freaking. I, I got mad. I, I got mad and, and 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 forcefully pushed my 3ds into my lap, <laughs> and 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 closed it and walked away for like 20 minutes, and then came back and said, "I'll get this horse." later is the uh, horse required i mean i feel like the intro to the game is him riding on a horse so i feel like i need it uh i believe in order to get to a temple later on in the game you have to have the horse i could be wrong but i believe and I can't just pay this guy off later for it i uh, no, you have to you have to win the, the stinking race so mm. yeah it's it's annoying um, the good thing is, uh, and I have, have you got the expanded, uh, uh, wallet yet? No, I did try to get the expanded quiver. Okay. Twice and then gave up on that. So the expanded wallet, you probably can get it now. Um, so, uh, I, I'm sure you went into Kakariko village and ran into the, the house that's full of the spiders. Yeah. So these are not enemy spiders. These are spiders you can talk to. These people are cursed. Um, and you lift the curse on this family uh, by collecting the gold Scatella, uh coins. If you collect ten gold Scatella coins... It uh, it releases the curse on somebody, and he gives you a, an expanded wallet. Uh, how, how much does it hold? Two hundred rupees, rather than one hundred or ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So I did get that. Ooh, I should be about ready. I think I've got about ten of the sculpture coins. Yeah. yeah. I should I should do that. Well, there you go. So, um, but yeah, going to Kakariko Village, the reason why we go there first is because, well, we have to, uh, check in on our, uh, our good friend, uh, Dampe. Or is it Dampy? <laughs> yeah, I was calling him Dampy. It, it could be Dampy, it could be Dampe. I thought it was supposed to be a play on Dante. You know, like, uh, sure. Dante from Dante's Inferno. I don't know. Um, yeah, that works. But uh, yeah, uh, he is now dead. <laughs> uh, in the seven years he passed on, and uh, uh, we have to talk to his ghost. Um, and uh, we go back to the graveyard, uh, and we he challenges us to a race, which becomes a running theme in this game as races. Um, but yeah, uh, and if we beat him. Uh, or if we follow him properly uh, through this maze, uh, he gives us the hook shot. Uh, the hook shot is really nice. It basically replaces the boomerang. So 
Young Link has the boomerang, while Adult Link has the hookshot. Uh, they both kind of do the same thing. They both can grab things and bring them to Link, as well as stun enemies for a short period of time and freeze them in place. And you don't have the choice, right? I'm pretty sure I can't use the boomerang as an adult. No, you cannot. That is yeah. only for Young Link. Um, so, yeah, uh, the the difference is, is the hookshot allows us to hook to something and sometimes uh, either pull it to us or pull Link to an area. So you can kind of cover distances that way. Yeah, although I always forget that and can't figure out how to progress. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a wooden beam I can hookshot to. Yep. That's the thing. It doesn't always work on all wood. That's that's the thing it gets me. Yeah. Um but yeah, after getting the hook shot, uh we then can go to the we can we can start the forest temple right away if we want. Um but in doing so, we have to figure out how do we get to the forest temple? Well, uh, when we go back to uh, the um, Kororki village, Kororki village, I don't know how you pronounce it. Kokiri? Kokiri. Um, it's full of monsters now. Uh, uh, so going back through the Lost Forest, uh, so I knew where to go here from back whenever I played it the first time, uh, where we met... Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Saria. Saria. That's right. Saria. Where we met Saria to get the uh the forest her song basically. Yeah. That was the entrance to the forest temple. It's just we couldn't reach it because we didn't have the hook shot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's we we go back there. Uh, now there's monsters, big monsters everywhere. Um, Aggr- aggressive ones too. Yeah. Those charged me. Those are the uh, the Moblins, I believe is what they're called. Uh, they've been in pretty much every Zelda game. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, we enter into the the Forest Temple. So uh, this is where, uh, as I said, I think uh, last um, episode, I may not have said it on the episode, but I know I said it to Matt, um, we're kind of done with baby's first dungeons. Yeah. I I didn't think that was going to be as true as it actually was. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a, a slow ramp up in in dungeon difficulty. There are there are the intro dungeon and then there is the real thing. Yeah. So this is this is your standard classic Zelda dungeon. Um you're going to be going through multiple floors of a area. You're going to be finding small keys that then unlock chain doors. You have to find the boss key and use it on the boss door. Uh, and then obviously there's the map and the compass along with a special item that helps you get through that dungeon. Uh, and I remember how to get to the forest um, temple, but I did not remember the forest temple. In fact, walking into the forest temple, I was like, I have, 
I was like, Gandalf, I have no memory of this place. <laughs> um, cause, uh, it showed the pose, the little ghosts, they take away the flames and go off in different directions. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. Um, but the good thing is, is like seeing that I'm like, okay, so I know what I need to do here. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's nice and simple. The goal is obviously to get those four flames back. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what we have to do. Um, so let me ask you, Matt, since this is your first real Zelda dungeon, um, how, how, how did you go about going through this? Were you determined not to use a fact? I was not determined not to use a fact. Although I wish that I hadn't. Because I feel like the key thing that I think I'm missing so far in this game are those little hits where you, you, you understand something or you find a new area in these dungeons. Um, you know, you, you put a piece of the puzzle together. I haven't done much of that in these dungeons. When I'm outside of the dungeons, wandering around, I'm trying not to use the guide. But when I was in this dungeon, I was like, I, I, I know I need it. I, I probably played the first 15 minutes or so without it until I got stuck. And then I basically was like, this, this is so specific, I'm not sure how much I'll be able to progress if I don't look at it. So the good thing about Zelda and the good like dungeon level design of, of Zelda is the fact that you technically can't get stuck. So you can have three small keys on you and there's five doors there. And it doesn't matter which door you go through, you're not going to get stuck. Like, oh man, I went through the wrong door now. I, now I don't have another small key to Oh, use. is that true? Yeah. You, you cannot get stuck. Okay. They they have made it in a way where either there is a shortcut that allows you to get back to where you were, or there's another small key right around the corner. Because um, so, I definitely had the sense that either I would open the wrong door and get stuck, or I would just spend a whole lot of time backtracking and losing all my hearts by having gone. Because like, there's a number of places where... There's two or three doors in a row that are locked, so you basically sh should have all three keys before you get there. Right. And if, if you don't, you're just going to end up backtracking through whatever journey you took to get there so you can go find that uh, last key that you missed. So, yes, that's going to happen. Backtracking is definitely something you're going to do in a Zelda game, um, especially in the dungeons. But you will never find yourself stuck. You you will never say, "Oh, I screwed myself over by using this key here, or I did this, or I did that." You know, it, there's always yep. a way to get back. It may be a long way back, but you'll make it back. So, I was doing good. I was doing great. I was able to uh, get the fairy bow. Um. I was able to kill two of the ghosts and get those flames back. Getting to the other two ghosts, I wandered around this dungeon for a very long time before I finally said, okay, Fack, 
tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what I'm missing. I knew where I needed to go. I had no idea how to get there. Yeah. So, here's what happens. There are these switches. So, particularly in this dungeon, there is a hallway. When you first go through that hallway, it is twisted. Oh, yeah. In order to progress to get to to get to where you need to go, you have to first go down the twisted hallway, get a key, then get the fairy bow. Then you go back through the hallway and there is a eye switch above the hallway door. Shoot it and it makes the hallway not twisted anymore. I understand that. Got it. That allows me to kill those two pose, get the flames back. How do I get to the other two pose? I have the small key, but I can't get to that door. The reason why is because the hallway is now straight. I need to make it twisted again. I don't know why my brain didn't connect it. I think yep. it's because the game didn't... The game has never alluded to being able to shoot that switch again so that the eye is open again. And I wandered around this dungeon for about 15 to 20 minutes, not making any progress whatsoever. I looked at the fact and it said, oh, you need to make the hallway twisted again, which I knew I needed to, but I thought there was a different trick to it. No. The trick is go back, shoot that eye thing again. Now it's open and it twists again. For some reason, I just didn't... It never dawned on me to shoot that switch again. Yeah, I, I kind of had that feeling many times as I was reading through the fact. And I was like... I, In many ways, I take this as a good design because everything that they're telling me to do, I'm like, alright, well, that that's actually not that complicated or that makes sense or there weren't that many things I could do anyway so I probably would have figured this out <laughs> I mean I obviously did when I was a kid but I, I I can easily see 13 year old Drew wandering around this dungeon for 20 minutes like I don't know what to do I yeah don't, I because don't... also they don't highlight that little eye thing very, at all like there's no big icon that pops up on it um I feel like it's easy to miss things in this game. It can be. They, they. I, I can't remember if does Navi fly up to it and turn green. Yeah, she probably does. That's usually like, hey, check this thing out. But yeah. does she always like if, if I if I click through that? Will she do that the next time I come to it? That I don't know. I think it's hit or miss on that. Yeah. But after I was able to rotate and retwist the hallway, easy peasy. I ran right through this. Yeah. And I, I do think that one of the, I think one of the things the game seems to do really well in my perspective is 
is is that un, you know I, I, that uncharted effect of showing you where you need to go and what you need to do like when you walk into this and in the the four pose take away the four flames it's clear from the moment you're in here what your kind of overarching goal is um you know and even when you're out on the world map and you can see things that have changed you can see the areas in the distance like it it does a good job of almost like visually foreshadowing some things yeah, and that's one thing I I feel like Zelda's always done really well. Yeah, that's really cool to see because I, I guess I don't really expect that from games of this era. The the the, well, the important thing is that Zelda in Zelda you have to have that, otherwise you'd be lost. Yeah. Oh, I guess the other thing is also that you 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 know the structure, right? So like you're. So many times you said, this is what a Zelda dungeon is like with the keys and, you know, knowing that you're going to need to find a boss key. Like, I playing, I didn't know that I would need to find a boss key in every dungeon, but, you know, and you can, you can sometimes see that boss key chest before you can get to it, right? Yeah. So there's that kind of foreshadowing as well. And since you already know that's a key part of the dungeon and now you can see it, you know, you can, you can almost like, it's almost like the fog of war or a scratch off where you can scratch off certain pieces even though you can't get to them yet. Like I can make a mental leap from, from finally being able to open this chest to getting back to the boss door. I know where both of those things are, but I don't know how to open the cage that the chest is in, for example. Right. So I, I like that you can kind of put some pieces together and it doesn't all have to happen linearly. Right. That they do that a lot. That's 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 like a definitely like a Zelda thing of like I need to make a mental note of this because I will be coming back here. Yeah, I I do feel like this game. I mean, some other games do it as well, but I do kind of feel like I should be playing with a notepad to remember in this room there was something I needed that I couldn't get, or you know, in the next dungeon I I I, I remember there was a room that I was in that had three heart pieces. And I knew later on in the dungeon I was desperate for some heart pieces and, you know, wish I had written down which which room they were in. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, like I said, after, after f finally realizing I can shoot that switch and, and retwist it, I was able to get, get through this whole dungeon pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I did say that there wasn't much of a ramp, but I do think this is a, a simpler dungeon than the next one. Yes, absolutely. So uh, in some ways, it definitely does ramp. Oh yes, we haven't we haven't hit peak ramp yet. Mm, we have not we have not hit the apex. The apex is <laughs> the, the water, water temple. temple. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, the did you. Did you find the boss difficult at all or anything like that? Uh, no, I haven't found the bosses to be anywhere near as difficult as figuring out what to do in this game. So, did I mean, did you use the fact for the boss? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the, the boss of the uh, Forest Temple is actually a... A uh, shadow imposter of Ganondorf. Um, 
So the kind of the theme of the forest temple are these paintings. And uh, when you reach uh, the boss area of the uh, of the forest temple, there are a mu- multiple paintings on these walls in this circular arena. And a shadow version of Ganondorf on a horse shows up and starts going through the paintings. Um, and you ha- you can see him running through the painting and then coming out of it. Um, and you have to shoot the correct Ganondorf uh, with the bow. And doing so will stun him. Uh, you'll know which one's the real one because he glows a purple aura. Uh, and ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. I just waited because one of the two also gets like up to the painting and then turns around and goes back into the painting. Right. And then the other one takes this extra couple of seconds to emerge through it. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I wasn't really looking at the color as much as I was which one doesn't flinch. Right. So uh, shooting. So there's two phases of this boss fight. Um, shooting him knocks him off his horse. You can then run up to him and slash him a few times. After doing that about twice, he goes into a second phase, which is him off of his horse and now floating in the air. And he is shooting like this energy orb at Link. Uh, so instead of blocking it with your shield, what you want to do is slash at it with your sword and get into a tennis match with him. You slash it at him. It either hits him or he slashes it back at you, and it's back and forth, back and forth until it finally getting hits faster him. and faster. Yes, uh, and um, like your combo move in the Mario and Luigi RPG. Yeah, a lot like that actually. Um, but then after hitting him a few times with his energy orb, uh, he finally um, goes down. Uh, Ganondorf himself. You can hear him kind of telepathically talking to his shadow, saying that he was useless. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, this is just a taste of what you're going to get, kid. These bad guys don't have a lot of uh, patience for their lackeys. Not mistakes. really. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get another heart piece, or a whole heart container, excuse me. Uh, and then we meet the sage of the forest temple, which... Big surprise. Who could it be? Uh, the only other person that we've actually talked to in the forest for any significant amount of time. Uh, which, did she say that she was, she went to the forest temple or something like that? I can't remember. There was, like, either somebody told us or we found something I remember distinctly saying that she went to the forest temple for some reason yeah and then stayed there for ages right yeah um but Saria is there and uh she is the forest sage she gives us her medallion which then gives us gives us the power of the forest and we now move on to the next dungeon. Uh, and it is highly suggested that you go to the Fire Temple next. Yep. 
Is there the option to go anywhere else at no, this point? No, not in this game. Uh, most Zelda games are, are actually kind of linear in that sense. There is one Zelda game. Uh, it's a, a link between worlds. It does something completely different in a Zelda game, and I think it's fantastic. Um, so instead of you getting items from a dungeon and using them for for specific things in that dungeon, the very beginning of the game, there is a shop that sells all these items, and you can rent them. <laughs> Doing so allows you to take on any dungeon you want from the beginning of the game. Because you, you don't need a combination of them. You only need the one key item for that dungeon. Pretty much. Hmm. It's It was a fascinating turn for a Zelda game. Also, A Link Between Worlds is a great Zelda game. Yeah, it's it's one of the handful of games that I've put an hour into. That's so good, dude. Yeah, I I, I would love to. Play, I want to play it. The attention to detail in that game is insane. Because, uh, so it, there's a lot of the whole you're in the reverse world, the 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 dark world essentially, mm-hmm. and everything's basically opposite of each other, including the music. <laughs> so the music is is so uh, oh god I love it if you like I'll tell everybody this if whoever's listening to this uh, low rule is the the opposite world of high rule low rule high rule <laughs> get it um, uh, and um, low rule castle has the 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 castle theme the the, the song that plays if you play that song backwards you can hear the Hyrule Castle theme song playing in reverse <laughs> it is amazing I don't know how somebody even found that yeah yeah but, that's really cool but it is insane I, I, I look it up on YouTube just look up uh, Low Rule Castle reversed and about halfway through it you'll start hearing it's playing in reverse, so everything's in backwards. But you can actually hear the Hyrule Castle theme playing in reverse. It's awesome. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. So the next thing we need to do is go to the Fire Temple. Well, Fire Temple is right on top of Death Mountain. Um... So, if we remember correctly, when we were helping out the Gorons as young Link, the owl told us, don't go any further because it's very dangerous up there. That's the top of the mountain. Well, guess what? That's where we're going. Um, going to there, uh, obviously we go, we can stop by the, the Gorons uh, village uh if you don't and you continue on through death mountain to the top you go into basically what is the center of a volcano walking around here you have 1 minute before you start dying <laughs> because it's so hot so did you go here first matt 
No, I went I went into Goron Village and had a hell of a time trying to bomb that little roly-poly guy. Yeah, so there's a guy rolling around, and when you try and catch up to him, he runs away from you. So the, the whole thing is you're supposed to be throwing a bomb at him to knock him off of his little roll. And, uh, but the it. timers are really long relative to how fast he zooms away from you. Yeah, so here's the thing. Did you use the, the plants or did you use your bombs? Uh, I used some of my bombs, but I was getting low, so I mostly used the plants. It's, and <laughs> in the end, I was trying to use all three. So I, I would try to uproot and throw the bomb flowers as quickly as possible so that I could then set a third one and try and, like, create a whole larger blast radius. So I'm like, all right, if he's anywhere in this general vicinity, he must be bombed. Yeah. I, I found it a lot easier to use the, the, the bombs in my inventory because their fuses are a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you stop him... Uh, and he realizes, oh, you're actually an ally because he's afraid of us. That's why he's rolling around. Um, he gives us the Goron tunic, which is a red tunic that uh, allows us to withstand hot temperatures, which is exactly what we need. It may come in useful in the very near future. Yes, it will. Um, it also slows down the burning process. So if you're stepping on lava, which you can do, which you're going to do in the next dungeon, uh, you can stand on it longer than if you would wearing the regular tunic. Mm, okay. Before you start I, taking down damage. I hadn't stepped on lava without it. And I thought I was going, going to instant die when I stepped on it. And then I didn't. And I was like, oh. Maybe with the tunic, I don't take any damage. And then, yeah, and then you, you still do. But, yeah, you get that second or two to get back up off it. So that was definitely, definitely helpful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so make sure you put on that tunic. Uh, and uh, God, what is the what is the chief's name? Uh, Datura? The something. Darunia? Darunia? I can't remember. Yep. Um, he has went into the fire temple um because uh during the seven year reign of ganondorf he has resurrected a giant dragon uh and he wants to go and fight off this dragon because it's uh it's wreaking havoc on uh the village and uh ganondorf said he's going to feed all of the gorons to it so we have to go and find him in the fire temple uh going it through this area um which is basically inside of a volcano there's a few places that you can't get to just yet um i know i think this is where you alluded to there's multiple heart containers <laughs> yeah i well this was actually going through this dungeon i i didn't die i did die in the forest temple a couple times in this dungeon i didn't die but i uh, until the very end, but I got I got through so much of it and slowly was like I'd get hit once here, once there, and by the time I got to the end and I was getting close to the end boss, I was down to a single heart. And if and and I died on the boss and restarted, but I I couldn't get more than three hearts. So having restarted with three, I was like, all right, I don't want to go back in and fight this boss until I can 
boost up a lot. So maybe I just keep killing bats over and over and over again. But I had remembered that there was at least one room, and I, and I think there may even be more than that, with multiple heart pieces. So I just – after I finished this dungeon, I basically took a wander back through the dungeon just trying to gain life. Gotcha. So I, I was meaning pieces of heart. So like the heart containers that are split. Yeah, those I I haven't gotten one of those in ages. I don't think in this whole recording. Oh wow. Uh, there's there's a few that you can reach. Um. But uh, yeah. So Fire Temple. This was the big boy. The, this was the 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 temple that I was like. So I did something stupid. <laughs> Um, it was my fault, and I completely, I completely agree with that statement. Uh, I know I screwed up, um, but in doing so, it made me have to backtrack all the way through it again. Um, I did not use the fact for this dungeon because, for the most part, it's kind of straightforward. You go forward. You can't progress. Okay, well, I went by a couple of doors. Go through this door. Oh, got a small key. Go through this door. Got another small key. Um, so the small keys are pretty much all where the Gorons are. So there's multiple Gorons that are locked up, and you have to release them. Um, the chief himself, uh, he is in the dungeon, and he's, he's going after the... Uh, the dragon itself. He tells Link, "Go help out my guys. Uh, they uh, they need to you know be freed from their prisons, uh, and I'm going to go take on the the dragon itself." So that's kind of what our our job is. We we can't make it to where the boss is until we go and get all these keys because we got to get the boss key. And the boss key is essentially, the, you can see the chest, it's almost in the first room you run into. Yep. And it's the last thing you'll get. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Um, so, uh, the item of this dungeon that we get is the Megaton Hammer, which is a another melee weapon where we, sl we can slam a hammer down on the ground. And it does a lot of damage. Uh, it also has the ability to move certain blocks as well as uh, you'll run into switches. So there's a lot of switches in this game. Step on a switch, it activates something. Sometimes the switch will decompress and you have to put something on top of it like a box. And then there's some switches, particularly in this dungeon, that are rusted out. And even if you step on them, they don't press. Well, with the Megaton Hammer, we can slam the hell out of it. So that's the item that we're trying to get. Uh, the Megaton Hammer is at the very tip-top fourth floor of this dungeon. And it will take you a while to get there. Uh, you're going from room to room, getting small keys. Uh, all the small key treasure chests are with a Goron that is locked up. So the goal is to find a way to unlock the cage that they're in, get the key, and then move on to the next door. Uh, and you're going through 
four floors of a dungeon. So I was able to make it to the Megaton Hammer. I got the hammer. And now you descend. So there's a couple of ways you can descend. The first thing is like that little elevator that's stuck. You can hit it with the Megaton Hammer. It falls down. You go down. And then you make like the staircase by hitting something. Yep. So I missed a room around there and just jumped back down to the first floor. That room had a small key that I needed. And doing so, I was like, oh, I'm missing a small key to get to the boss key. And I don't know where that small key is. So I then had to backtrack the entire way of this dungeon again. Um, Because I originally thought, well, maybe the first or second floor has has something that I can use this hammer for. So it wasn't me, "Ah, I got to climb all the way back up to where I was because I know where I need to go. It was me going, let's explore all of the first floor. Yeah, room by room. Let's explore all of the second floor. And it just kept, I was like, oh my God, this took forever. But I finally found it. Yeah, I had a little bit of backtracking. There's that There's that super narrow circular staircase that leads right up to the Megaton Hammer. Yep. Yeah, I definitely fell off the inside and down into that giant cylinder. Yeah, that's not fun. That was a hefty backtrack. And then after I got the Megaton Hammer... I had one part where I fell all the way back down and I was just uh I was just like man another trek through this entire dungeon but actually I was because I had the hammer I was able to just hop up a couple of boxes and I think I had already unlocked a door so I was able to get back to where I was super quickly which was which was nice but yeah de- definitely a little extra backtracking in this this dungeon oh yeah uh, the there's a mini boss in this one. Uh, it was a pushover. It took a little while. Um, so it's a guy that spins around and throws fire. Um, but uh, what he is, he's surrounded by fire, and if you shoot your hook shot, you pull the actual monster out of the fire that's surrounding him, and then he just kind of hops around. Um. So I just, I'd hook shot him as soon as he popped up and just, he was useless. Yeah. It looks like the longer you wait to hook shot, hook shot him, maybe the more flames he dispenses. Yes. Which, which makes it then more difficult to hit his, his weak form. Yeah. So, uh, but eventually we make it to the boss. Now. Like I said, I didn't use a fact for this dungeon, even including the boss fight, but I feel like I was doing something wrong in this fight. So, uh, this dragon, it pops up out of these fire lava holes, uh, and uh, it has a few phases that it goes through. Uh, The first one, it pops its head out, and it whips its like hair. It's like it's a fire mane. hair, flame hair. Yeah, it's, it's it's flame mane, 
and it will hit you. You're supposed to use the megaton hammer to hit it because it has like a, um, like an iron mask on it, on its face. And that stuns it. And then you can hit it with your sword. Now, the good thing is this game at least tells you when you hit something, it gives you like a sound cue that you've done damage. So I hit it with the sword and it immediately reels back and, and goes away. So okay, I was like, all right, so this is, I can only hit it once. Then it jumps up and it floats around. And as it's floating around, I'm like, can I do something here? I can't tell if I can do something here. Can I yeah, knock it out? Yeah, or if you're in an avoidance phase. Yeah. Can I knock it out of the air? And then there's a part where it goes even higher in the air and it has uh, rocks falling. Uh, and you have to, that is definitely the avoidance stage. I don't yep. know if there is something while it's just floating around, if there is something I can do to damage it. Because I don't think Yeah, that... I feel like there must be. I, I thought the same thing because he floats so so close to you. Yeah. He's only, only like four or five feet off the ground. I feel like either the hook shot or the bow and arrow or maybe even just a, a, a well-timed megaton hammer could hit him in the nose while he's flying. I don't think I managed to do that. I did try it a couple of times. Uh, as, but in the end, I just, just kind of waited. Yeah, that's. I just waited until he rise back up and hit him one time with the sword. And I felt like I did that probably six times before he finally went down. I was like, all right, I get it. So. Yep. The other thing I couldn't tell is if because when you hit him, he whip, or when he comes up out of the hole, and when you hit him, he kind of whips his flame mane around. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that. I don't think that ever damaged me, but I also have tried to avoid it every time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, took him out, got another heart container, go back to the, uh, the, not the Temple of Time, but the, uh, Sage of, Chamber of Time? I don't know. The Sage Chamber. Yeah, Sage Chamber of Time. Sure. And then, (laughs) uh, we learned that the Fire Sage is, of course, the Chief, the Goron Chief. He gives us his medallion, and now we have two medallions. So did they know that we were the chosen one when we were young? Uh, the sages know? Uh, supposedly, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And they're okay They're okay with us basically just being a 10-year-old or in a 17-year-old's body? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, there is one other thing that I forgot to mention. Um, is uh, Sheik, which I guess yeah, it's, it's like Sheik, last of the Sheiks. Yeah, the last of the Sheiks. Uh, I, I I don't know. Is that how you pronounce that? <laughs> That's how I was pronouncing it, but yeah, not totally sure. So uh, Sheik uh, is kind of our partner here. Um, uh, Nin- yeah, Ninja uh, loves to throw down like flash bombs that make Link do the exact same animation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, um, we meet Sheik, and uh, using a harp teaches us 
other songs, particularly songs that allow us to warp to these temples immediately. Um, so uh, they've been helping us out. Uh, they Sheik were um, like, I guess, part of Impa's group. Uh, they were like the protectors of the um, of the crown. Um, but yeah, basically, Sheik tells us that uh, Ganondorf was, they, was. This is where we get the most of the exposition. It's basically Ganondorf took over Hyrule while Link was away, and um, they're going to aid us on our journey by teaching us songs and telling us where we should probably go next. Kind of like a, a guide. Yep. Could use an extra sword at my side, but a guide will do, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. I stopped right there. As soon as I finished that, that temple, I didn't go any further. So I, to be honest with you, I don't know what temple's next. Uh, it looks like the Ice Cavern. The Ice Cavern. Looks like it may be the Water Temple. Then Water Temple next. Oh, goody. So either way, we're getting it in this next recording, huh? Uh, yeah. So we've done Forest, Fire, Water, Shadow, and Light are the, are the, the temples. So it looks like water's next. And you've already seen the entrance to the water temple. You just don't realize is it. it. Is it by the giant fish? No. No. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, well, should I give you, should I tell you where it's at or should we just leave it alone? Uh, let me let me try and find it because I, I do want to try and downplay the fact usage in this next recording. Okay. At least until I get into the water temple. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. Whew. I I am going to try to go through the entirety of the water temple without using a fact. Oh I, wow! If I get to a point where I am so frustrated that I don't do this, then I'll use the fact. But I, I want to, I want to see if I can figure it out again. I was able to figure it out as a kid. Surely 35 year old Drew can figure this out. Right. 35 year old Drew can't might be able to, but I certainly can't. And I don't know about Shirley. Well, Maybe Shirley will pull up the fact for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will require her assistance. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, that's that's where I stopped, so. Yeah, I stopped right after that. Yeah. Okay. I had actually, I had actually stopped for the night Went just before the dragon. And then dedicated, like, I'd set aside all of last night. I'm like, I don't know how hard this boss fight's going to be. Uh, you know, I, I better, I better set aside a few extra hours for it. And then 
And then I think within like 15 minutes, I had beaten him. A lot easier once you already know what you have to do. But that's true. But I, but I kind of thought it would be also be hard to execute on that one. And once you know what you need to do, that that fire boss was wasn't too hard. Yeah. Okay. We do have an email. It comes in from Dustin. Uh, it is titled, Now We're True Brothers. And uh says, hey brothers, first off, Zelda is not an RPG. <laughs> it is an, One vote in that side, huh? <laughs> yeah. It is an action adventure with subtle RPG elements. Just because you get some new equipment and some more health doesn't make it an RPG. If that's the only measure of what makes a game an RPG, then Call of Duty is an RPG. And technically, you could argue every game is an RPG since you're usually role-playing as something. Anywho. If I remember Drew making a comment that Zelda pulled a Final Fantasy VI and when you transfer to Adult Link and the world is in ruin, the bad guy actually wins, I actually never thought of that before. It felt a lot more impactful in Final Fantasy VI, though, but I appreciate it in Zelda now, too. So I made my way to the Forest Temple and didn't have much trouble. I did encounter skeleton warriors and had to kill two at the same time as a mid-boss, so that was a bit challenging. This temple and the Phantom Ganon fight were some of my favorites as a kid. I ran out of arrows, so I had to improvise and use the hook shot with the right timing when he exited the paintings. Next up was the Fire Temple, but before I went there, I uh, made sure I had 10 gold spiders so I could return to kid form and upgrade my wallet to 200 rupees. You do not have to go back to kid form to do that. Uh, Just FYI. I will be doing that next, I think. Uh, went to the Goron City, and they wouldn't let me buy the fire armor since I was a kid, so I went back as an adult, and the kid Goron just gave me the fire armor. <laughs> so much for yeah. making sure I could buy it. After that, I went to the summit and entered the crater. I could see the temple entrance, but couldn't figure out how to get down there. Went back to the town, and the kid was like, Hey, move my dad's statue. Ah, I keep getting... I keep thinking I got a zig when I need to zag, I guess. Fire Temple was fun. Between this temple and the Forest Temple, I've been playing the Song of Time a lot to make invisible blocks appear and disappear to solve the tougher puzzles. I encountered a heavily armored knight in this temple. They hit hard, so Master Quest is more about defense and counter-striking rather than being aggressive. Mm. There was one room with a small key that I needed that I couldn't figure out. It was at the very top of one of the towers, and it was a timed switch I had to hit and race to the top. There were hookshot spots, but there was no way to do it in that way, so I had to look up a guide for tip number three. It basically said, if you don't have the Scarecrow song to make a Scarecrow appear, have fun. And of course, I didn't have the song, and I didn't feel like backtracking. So I basically had to hit the switch, roll, hit the switch, roll around the corners, jump up on the inner wall of the spiral, and run roll along a very narrow path to get the chest with barely enough time to open. I don't know how many times I had to try this. I was getting pretty frustrated. I was almost in full fury mode. 
but I did finally make it. The hardest part was obviously the controls trying to run along on a narrow path accurately, and it fe- and I fell towards the middle. I fell three floors and then took three to five minutes to get back to the room. Unreal. <laughs> yep, I felt that pain. Anyway, I beat the boss first try, and I can tell I have to hit it a lot more than the original mode since this fight dragged on. Get it? Drag on? Dragon? Never mind. So, couple things. Who's this ninja appearing, and why do they know me and know all these teleportation songs? Also, why do they know I can warp back in time as a kid? Weird. I have a challenge. Next up is the infamous water temple. I didn't find it hard as a kid. I'm challenging all three of us to not use a guide to get through it. Let's see if we can do it. Until next time, Dustin. Well, I've already said I was not going to use a fact. What I what I will commit to is recording the exact moment that I give up on not using the fact. Okay, so you're going to like time I, yourself. Well, or, or at least the step. You know, at least how how far I get into. I'll, I'll be I'll be clear with you know. I will try I will try not to use it, and I will go as far as I possibly can without it. I just don't know how far that will actually be. Okay. I'm going to... I may also set a timer. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do that too. How how long from beginning to fact? Yep. <laughs> Any I guess? 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, man. So, whew, man. So, yeah. There is a lot of backtracking in the water temple a lot um i I was just say that because i don't want to tell you the mechanics of the water temple because then you'll you'll start to realize what you need to do yeah um but there is a lot of backtracking um from what i understand the 3ds version uh, like I said, it makes it a lot easier because you can switch a certain piece of equipment that you use for the water temple um, faster because it's right there on the screen. Yeah. Also, um, uh, they have apparently put markers at some of the doors that allow you to kind of know where you're at. Uh, hopefully the scented ones. No. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It almost, at this point in the game, it almost feels like it would be a good opportunity for an episodic game, right? Like, it's so clearly, like, the next thing you're going to do is figure out how to get to the next temple, go through the temple. You know, it's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a rinse and repeat kind of a a formula that it's using. Not Not that that's negative, but it does... It it almost feels a little bit like if I if I had a new a new temple and a new section every week that would be kind of cool kind of a cool way to play this game. Yeah, I'm sure if that kind of thing existed back then, I, it would work. Nintendo is not really the kind of people that do that. Yeah, they create a a big epic and just say here here's all of it figure it out. So. 
But yeah, no, it's uh, like I do like the 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 kind of the carrot on the stick of okay. Here's where here's the vague area of where you need to go. Find out yeah. how to get there. Find out where the temple is, and find out how to get through the temple. It's, yeah, and then I like the design way. within it in the in the same way that you have hints, you have clear goals, and you just need to figure it out. Yeah. So, and each one is so like so themed, right? Like the forest temple is so clearly foresty, and the fire temple is very fiery. Yep. Right. So it's you know each one feels like its own. There's backtracking within the dungeon. There's backtracking in the world. But you know you, you know when you've started and you know when you finished this temple. That's yeah. a nice a nice like line of demarcation. Yeah. The the light temple is really cool because of the item you get in it and how you use that item. Hmm. Um, Does you know some some games can feel a little bit samey. Right or you know like a game that's too brown, right? Like you're just going brown level to brown level, or this all takes place in the desert. Like this, this you know it's so bright and it's so vibrant and it's so varied that you know I feel like I'm always intrigued to see what the next thing is like and the next temple is like. Absolutely. But that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Please, please email us. Let us know. I know there's a ton of people out there that's listening to this that has played Ocarina of Time before. Tell us about your your thoughts on the game. Uh, You can also uh, tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be it for us. I uh, we're gonna try and get through the water temple and possibly the shadow temple is next. I can't remember which one's after that. Um, but uh, we're we're gonna try and at least do two temples per recording. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, yeah. I'm 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 enjoying what we're doing. I think I think it's uh I think it's going to be a great experience. Uh Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Something that's got so much history and so much nostalgia coming at it without that. But you know, and kind of seeing that you know, seeing the things that are really good and must have been amazing when it came out and then also the things that you know haven't aged quite as gracefully as maybe other parts of the game. Yeah, there, there's definitely some some rough edges around this game, but I I am actually having an easier time than what I thought I would. I thought this would be a mm. really rough game to play, but so far I'm having a pretty damn good time with it. Yeah. So yeah, me too. But yeah, that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening, and I hope you guys have a great week. Until next time, though, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're on. You guys have a great week. We'll be back. (laughs) See if the water temple drowns us. (laughs) But uh, 
We'll be back with the continuation of uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time.